In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here, too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program. Co-Induct-Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. What's up, everybody? Hello. You're, you're listening to Coindoc Pro, the conspiracy indoctrination program. Apparently, that name's been throwing some people for a loop. Hmm. So, I will explain very quickly about how we kind of came up with that name. It is a throwback to the old FBI counterintelligence program, which was nicknamed Cointel Pro. And we figured since we're talking about conspiracies, we should do the conspiracy indoctrination program, Co-Indoc Pro. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> now I know. Oh, you didn't even know? <laughs> Apparently, you're not the only one. Yeah. Everybody else was confused, too. I'm with the people. Yeah. thought that was a... I thought it, everybody would just figure it out on their own. You'd think. But... Not everybody's crazy people like we are. Or highly intelligent like we are. Highly intelligent. I like it. Movie yeah. intelligente. <laughs> Were but, you in Spanish in the workplace too? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I took Spanish in <clears throat> ninth grade, I think, for one semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. French and Spanish yep. cultures. Yep. I did yeah. one one of French and one of Spanish. I think I did pretty good, too. I didn't. Got some fucking world travelers here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had to take English as a second language. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, we're back. Another week. Episode 7 coming at you today. Should be able to finish up our CERN series. Um, hopefully. Hopefully we can finish it up. I'd... Until the reboot of it. Yeah, until reboot. And then uh, we're going to have to do... Another three-part series, something like that. At least. Um, so what did you guys think of the old mud rain yesterday? It's pretty rad. Yeah. Free paint job. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. I got, a color. I got a conspiracy. Hit it. So I think that the uh, car wash companies reached out to J.P. Morgan and hired them to throw a little mud rain in our way so that everybody could go to the car wash today. So traffic was jacked everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like every single car wash was insanely busy. Like they were they Some of them had people out directing traffic on the roads. Jesus. The, I, <clears throat> on my way 
it when I was at work, I was like, eh, maybe I'll stop. And I was like, nah, everybody and their fucking mama's going to be there. So I went to just one of the regular car wash bays, like Dirty Harry's or whatever. Where, and you, just spray. where you can just spray. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, I'll just throw like a dollar and change in there and hit it with a high pressure. Nope. There was like nine cars per bay. Jesus. Well, somebody made some money, dude. Hmm. Well, there's no shortage of fucking car washes. There's right literally there. one on every square mile. <clears throat> right next to a Maverick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and right in between <clears throat> two coffee shops. Yep. Yep. And a tattoo shop. Yep. It's a car wash. And tat- a brewery. <laughs> car wash, tattoo shop, microbrewery, slash coffee shop, cabal. Beard trimming. Yep. Barbershop. Guys only barbershop bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I don't go to one of those. No. Stay wild, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> gotta keep it real. <laughs> gotta be manly, dude. If you got a beard, you gotta be, just be manly. I try to, anyway. Hmm. Gotta look as homeless as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my, my theory. Just look like a vagrant. Yeah. Easy. So, uh, over the last couple of days, I ended up finding some Hot Lakes footage from the... Nice. The two Hot Lakes trips. <laughs> found it on my computer i can't remember what i was doing but i thought i was like i'm pretty sure i took some of those and downloaded a couple years ago i had a bunch of the band shows like the bomb shelter and stuff like that and i downloaded a bunch of that stuff so i ended up coming across it and uh, dude i was dying because (laughs) every every frame is completely out of focus there's nothing you know what i'm saying like Everybody's whispering. There's nothing really happening. <laughs> and then, like, at some point, I walk up to Jake. He's holding the camera. I'm like, what do you know about bats? <laughs> Other than that they carry rabies. <laughs> Are they going to attack us or something? <laughs> oh, man. I was like, dude, I'm so dumb. <laughs> How could I have been so dumb? Oh, shit, I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. Was it the from... There was camera? two of them, yeah. Did you have a camera, too? No, it was remember. your camera. I don't remember. You had given me, I think, uh, one of those micro or the small digital eight digital tapes, eight tapes oh, and yeah. I had converted it somehow. Oh, I can't remember how, but I, can, I think I plugged in your camera into my computer and then ripped it because oh. I, had, I had that. I had a bunch of band stuff and then Riled Heart was on there. <laughs> I wish we would have completed that, yeah, motherfucker. I know. So for all you people out there listening that don't know what Riled Heart is, um, the summer that we didn't have jobs and that we were hanging out down at, down at Ann Morris and just playing Frisbee golf three times a day and getting rock stars and stuff, we decided at some point that we were going to do a spoof of Braveheart. And so we've like made... Robert the Bruce's costume, like a homemade Robert the Bruce costume, like fucking car parts. Yeah, we had a car parts and tablecloths. Yeah, tablecloths and old leather jackets, and we had cups spray painted silver as yeah. the little metal cufflink things. And we committed early on. Yeah, we committed. And then I played Robert the Bruce, and uh, yeah, it was just really dumb. But we went down to Ann Morrison and did it. His, his fit you were doing, we made you do a fake riding horse yeah. thing. Yeah. If we just 
shoot it like this. There doesn't even have to be a horse. Just yeah, we like angled the camera up so it looked like I was on a horse, but then there was no horse head. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I found Wildheart. Maybe one day we'll release that and uh, make a bunch of money off of it. Was that like the only thing we had for that? Or? That was the only scene. We were making fun of the scene at the end where he throws the sword to bleed with Wallace. Yeah. Now bleed with me. Uh, we made fun of that. And uh, then I didn't, I don't remember what I threw. I, oh, I threw the middle finger. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, I did the, the, <laughs> the, to charge the charge with a, the middle finger. Middle, middle finger flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's embarrassing to think about is not just the fact that we recorded it, but we actually did this in public. Yeah. <laughs> at, a <park. laughs> at a public park. In the daytime. <laughs> yeah. People were watching. The population was way less back then, so, oh, yeah, uh, so. there was probably nobody down there. Just bums. No, there was never not very many bums back maybe then. The bums didn't. Yeah, they maybe they hadn't moved in. They kind of came in in like the that was two thousand three or four when we filmed Wild Heart Part One. Yeah, I think the bums moved in, maybe like two or three years later. The bums lost. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really. So on the way over today, I was listening to uh, <clears throat> Nails, Abandon All Life. Fuck yeah, those dudes are so loud. Dude, that that record's so badass. Yeah. I saw them. Todd Jones says, Todd uh, Jones does. Yep. Saw those guys in Death Threat <clears throat> like years ago down at uh, Gilman Street in California. Mm-hmm. Saw those two guys, or those two bands, um, Incendiary, mm-hmm. and then a couple other bands, but Nails was just like, so fucking loud. Yeah. It was like <sighs> I wanna I wanna be the voice at the end of that. <clears throat> to me the most. To you nothing. Like I could be that guy. <laughs> Easy. Like I sounded just like it. There just wasn't a bunch of noise. Mm-hmm. Do it again and I'll make noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To me the most. <clears throat> to you. <laughs> I even had the face going. You, you have to have the face. Yeah. To sell it. Solid record, though. So mm. All of them. Yeah. All of their albums yeah. are freaking solid. Don't think there's a more pissed off front man than Todd Jones. <clears throat> Dude, that reminds me. So, you remember that, that same summer where we didn't have jobs? And I ended up going out and was going to be like a wildland firefighter. And oh. I remember, and I went out to BFE Hazleton, wherever it was. Oh, and I sat there in that trailer for that. like a week yeah. like, for lightning yeah. strikes. Shit. So, I forgot about that. yeah, dude. So I'm like sitting around for a week waiting for lightning strike fires. And I'm like I living in a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Living in some trailer with dudes. I didn't even know some other dude that I didn't know. <laughs> and, uh, at some point, he's like, "Hey, man, let's go to Twin and and go to a, a bar or something like that." And I was like, "All right, whatever, dude." And this guy's like total hick, so I had the car. He didn't even have a car, so <laughs> we drive into Twin. We go to some like hick bar in Twin, and I obviously don't fit in. I'm wearing my my coroner jacket that I had Chris make me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everybody's giving me all these weird looks and stuff, and. 
he's getting super drunk. And then, uh, on the way back, we're driving back to the trailer. Cause it was like 30 minutes, dude. <laughs> and I was listening to hate breed perseverance and he's sitting in my, my side seat and he's like, damn man, what the fuck's this guy so pissed off about? <laughs> for? And I was, it's like, this is just how he sings, dude. He's like, I like this, man. This guy sounds pissed. <laughs> so Good album. Yep. Well, but anyway, so that, yeah. that reminded me of that. Todd, Todd, Jones, Todd Jones, is that his name? Yeah. It's a bummer that they kind of broke up. I remember Until the first Todd time. Jones says it's not broken up. Yep. The first time Terror played here, he was playing guitar in Terror and... It's like, hmm, that guy looks pissed just playing guitar, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, has the perma scowl. And like, hmm. Definitely a guy you don't want to rush on stage. Yeah. You might catch a, full, like a tuning peg or something mm-hmm. like that inside of your temple. Yeah. You ever see him on that, <clears throat> uh, this is hardcore fest, and has, he's wearing, like, the whole set, he's wearing just a leather jacket. He wears that all the time, dude. Like the whole the whole way through. Yeah. Like, all of his dude. pictures, he's always wearing that thing. It's like, bro, eighties called. It's warm. You get warm up there, but yeah. And their bass player at that show, he was like lock kneed and just like half body <laughs> head banging the whole time. Like, like, dude, you're gonna pass out. No Bend shirt on. Knees. <laughs> like, Beach boy, bushy hair. Just, <laughs> dude, your lower back's going to kill you, dude. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys got anything before we jump into CERN 3? Let's do it. Okay. We're coming at you like Will Smith here. We're just going to slap you right in the face. <laughs> slap you like a man. So we've been talking the last couple of weeks about CERN, talked about the science behind it, the you know collisions, the things that they're doing, and then last week some of the strange stuff, some of the occult symbolism in the video, which I had a friend that actually watched the video and he concurred that it definitely is seems odd and strange. So um, glad that people are starting there, kind of like take a look at that. So one of the, the we're going to get into the weird stuff today. So if we didn't, you didn't unfollow us last week, you probably definitely unfollow <laughs> us this week. So we're going to go uh, super off the rails today on the weird, weird connections with CERN. So um, first thing I'm going to talk about is uh, right out of the gate would be the, uh, the Nimrod's head or Nimrod's body is it's is at CERN and um, they're going to potentially try to resurrect him from the dead. So, real quick on the historical side of stuff, we'll talk about Nimrod. He's uh, he's an ancient king that's mentioned in the Old Testament as ruler of uh, Mesopotamia, so the modern day Saudi Arabia, Red Sea, Egypt area. Um, he was the architect. Well, I don't know if he was the actual architect, but he was. It was his idea to build the Tower of Babel, where his you know he wanted it built, um, and the tower was designed two theories one was that it was designed designed to be a stargate like a portal to to get to heaven or you know in the next realm or that it was a platform to reach heaven so that he could uh be face to face with god and then uh there's some theories that believe that he wanted to be face to face with god so that he could dethrone him will smith slap yeah 
Yeah. So that was a. Uh, that's one of the theories behind that why he wanted the Tower of Babel. Um, so, in his early life, he had been instructed in divination and the dark arts by Noah's uh, fourth son, prior to becoming a king. And um, he allegedly created fire worship and idolatry. So, in the when he was a kid, uh, uh, allegedly he was like this really godly person, and then. Uh, in his later years, later teen years, um, into his early age, he kind of went 180 and just decided he was not about God and went went the other way. So um, he was known as a master hunter, and as legend has it, he had inherited uh, these garments through Cush, which would have been like I think his father, but um, had inherited the these uh, these garments that came from Adam and Eve. And that they that they had worn these garments, that they were actually clothed by God with these garments, and they would have been like some kind of am, animal skin or something like that. But in the legend, that whenever he wore these skins, these garments, animals would just lay down in front of him. They would just bow to him. So that's how he was such a great hunter. Just kind of commanded the presence of the animals. So, and that kind of comes back around. Um, at the end of this with uh with uh Nero one of the uh, uh later Caesar mm. reign reigning uh emperors so um i thought that was a little bit weird that you know he that animals would bow down before him because Sir Nunos was also known as lord of the animals or lord of wild things and mm. Sir Nunos is right in that whole region of um uh, Switzerland, Northern Europe, where, you know, this, this stuff is all happening, right? Mm -hmm. So the, in the Gaelic, um, Norse region, Sir okay. Unos was, uh, was a God of the, uh, Lord of the animals. Hmm. So later on in his life, uh, Nimrod ended up being killed by his brother Esau. Uh, his head was cut off and in some texts he was actually cut into pieces, chopped into pieces and there's there's uh, some legend out there that his body parts were actually sent around to the different tribes as a warning of what kind of happens when you try to become like a one one world ruler or something like that. I I'll, I'll talk about this in a little bit, but I think it's a little bit. I'm not sure if that's the, actually what really happened, but maybe it is. But interestingly enough, about Nimrod being killed, that uh, and his head cut off is that. This parallels the uh, Osiris story from uh, ancient Egypt, mm. and that you know he would have been cut up, cut apart, and thrown in the river, and then Isis went and found his body parts and put him back together again, and except for his junk. Yep, yeah, that was the one piece that was missing. So she had to fashion a junk to conceive Horus with her dead husband brother Osiris. Mm. So, and I just thought that that was kind of interesting that. It parallels the Egyptian stuff because Babylon became Egypt, mm. you know, so. Also, ISIS is a good band. They are good. Very good. Yeah. Um, so there's no historic, I'll, I'll put this out there, there's no historical Nimrod. Um, there is crossover with Nimrod being uh, Gilgamesh, the king of Uruk, or modern day Iraq. Iraq, Iraq, mm. Uruk. 
So um, that was the Babylonian Empire at the time, and Gilgamesh was the was the the king of that empire. So there's the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is a fictional tablets that they found that you know is a story describe him as being a giant. Um, he's d- described as being two thirds God, one third human. Once again, that kind of came back around to the whole Nephilim talk that we talked about. And that um, we know that Nimrod, if Nimrod was Gilgamesh, Nimrod was from the lineage of Cush, which would have been the direct descendants of Cain. So kind of makes sense to me mm. that he would have claimed at some point maybe that he was two-third God or that he was uh, one-third human. And another mm. thing is, is according to math, two-thirds equates to <laughs> 66. 6%. So 666. Kind of interesting. Um, anyway, so we're going to, f- that's, that's kind of just the historical part of, uh, of Nimrod. So that now we can kind of, you know, move into the weird theories here that he's, uh, his body is in CERN and he's going to be resurrected. Um, Nimrod, so when he was creating the Tower of Babel, at some point God decided, yeah, none of, enough of this, that they had all come together, all these people had come together, and they were going to accomplish this goal. And so he scattered them by basically introducing 70 or 72 languages. I've heard both 70, I've heard 72. But all of a sudden, nobody can communicate with each other, so now they can't finish the tower, even though at some point they did reach to some height with the tower in historical context. Um, and, uh, then all these tribes kind of scattered all over that area. This to me probably would have been when Pangea was going on prior to continents starting to shift. So with that being said, as it starts to shift away, all of these different tribes that would have become different cultures would have had the same name or different names for the same king the same person Mm -hmm. so um you know in the greek and roman philosophy they they say that you know apollo apollo would have been nimrod Mm -hmm. um quetzalcoatl Mm -hmm. would have been nimrod you know what i'm saying so there's all these different cultures have different names for the same dude yeah okay okay so with that said, we're going to fast forward to April 2003. Some German German archaeologists ended up finding the tomb of Gil, Gilgamesh, what they believe was the, ter, ter, the excuse me the tomb of Gilgamesh. And um, the reason why they thought this is because it was described in the Epic of Gilgamesh where this tomb would have been, and essentially that's where they ended up finding this thing. So this is one month before the U.S. entered the Iraq war not the iraq war but not the full-blown iraq war but kind of like the weapons of mass destruction portion of the iraq war mm-hmm. so during this weapons of mass destruction campaign it's alleged that the united states military went in and that there were several museums in saudi arabia area iraq baghdad like those areas that would have had that you know things were taken that were ancient artifacts and that special forces soldiers had acquired Nimrod's head or his entire body. Kind of sounds like what Nazis were trying to do. Yeah. Kind of interesting that that's parallels almost exactly, Mm -hmm. you know, 
So I've heard two different stories. I've heard that his head is pickled and it was in a jar and I've heard that his body was preserved as a mummy. That's why it doesn't really fit to me that his body part was chopped into pieces and that was mailed all over to all these different tribes because they wouldn't have been able to unless all the tribes brought those body parts back. How would you have his full body? You know what I'm saying? Unless they just came back. Yeah. Like like (laughs) magnets? Hmm. It's like uh, Gumby. That's what it looks like. It's like it just kind of floats, floats across Baghdad and back to, back to his little town. There's an arm. Eh, it's fine. It always happens. Yeah. So there's a there's a documentary out there called the uh, or not a documentary, but it's like a it's a short kind of a short little docu thing. It's called the Omega Plan by Rob uh, Skiba. And in that, there's a guy that alleged that he had spoke with a special forces commander who claimed that. He had seen the body of Nimrod and that it actually looked like it was preserved very well. Hmm. So, uh, you know. Interesting. Obviously, um, that could have been a lie, but it's it's brought up in the Omega, in the, in the Omega plan. Um, some of the other items that were taken during these museum raids allegedly were some Babylonian uh, cuneiform tablets that documented resurrection in the afterlife, which kind of jumped out to me because I remembered Parsons' Babylon working ritual with him working himself over mm-hmm. those Babylon tablets mm-hmm. with rubber, uh, Ron Hubbard watching. So just thought that that was pretty interesting that these Babylonian tablets keep coming back up, right? Mm-hmm. As uh, something important was inscribed into these things. Um, supposedly these items were ended up being turned over to the Vatican, and then the Vatican is kind of like being controlled by CERN. Or, sorry, CERN is being controlled by the Vatican, my bad. So um, that that's how they ended up with Nimrod's head, or Nimrod's, <clears throat> excuse me, his body. So... Real interesting point, too, is that in 1999, archaeologists also claimed that they had found the tomb of Osiris in Egypt. And when they went down, it was like in the bottom of a well that had water in it. They pumped a bunch of water out, got down there, and they found like a sarcophagus down there. And the lid was actually moved when they opened it up. Uh, they they believed that it was Osiris's tomb, but it wasn't his body that was in there. It was somebody else's. And um, they kind of think that 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 was some form of a resurrection chamber, which obviously didn't work because that dude's body was still there. Mm -hmm. So um, they poisoned the well. Yeah. If that's how they got their name. Mm. But during that archeological excavation, supposedly um, Egyptian military and the United States military were pulling security for that thing for several months, which I thought was kind of, if that's true, that seemed kind of strange that our military would be, pulling security for you know like an archaeological excavation mm-hmm. seems seemed odd <clears throat> it's totally sounds like the stuff the uh third reich was doing yeah rise of the if, fourth reich if if that's true it does mm-hmm. definitely sound very very weird so with all that stuff kind of in mind like these these events like nimrod and then allegedly you know the tomb of Gil- gilgamesh nimrod being found we're going to fast forward to a guy named j craig venter of the venter institute out of la jolla california so craig venter's known for mapping the human genome 
And in 2014, he actually spoke and talked with NASA at this tech, you know, thing that he did. And he said that his company, that they had been, they had been able to figure out how to digitally send DNA through the internet. So, um, I thought that that was pretty wild because I was like, how are you guys sending, you know, DNA through the, the internet? Like that just seemed really, really crazy. Um, yes, but sending biological material electronically, that's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> real quick, I'll just read, this is from evolutionnews.org. This is just a screenshot that I took. And, um, this is an interview with J. Craig Venter. And it says he predicted by sending genetic information over the internet, we can accomplish biological teleportation. That isn't teleportation in Star Trek, but basically you have a machine on one end that sequences a genome, then transmits transmits the genetic information over the internet to a machine elsewhere capable of receiving the information and outputting an identical chromosome on the other end. He envisioned this happening someday. We might have machines in our homes that, quote, print out the latest vaccines transmitted from the government. It's a 3D printer. Yep, that's a direct quote from him. And then he says, uh, and then it says he suggested that there there's life on Mars. We won't necessarily bring need to bring home biological samples. We could just send probes to remotely sequence the genomes of Martian life and use biological teleportation to get that DNA home. So I thought that that was pretty wild. But when I listened to the speech that he gave to NASA, essentially what he described is the genome sequencing machine on one end. It's seen it, uh, sequences whatever the, that DNA sequence is, the genome is, sends it through the internet, and then on the other end, they'll end up having like a 3D printer or something that, you know, like a Petri dish that they'll use bacteria like a coli to basically grow that strand of DNA. Well, and they're always going to Mars, so you, if all these little payloads that go there, who's to say there isn't one of those little 3D printer things that they can... Yeah, go over there to see what works. Start mixing and matching to see what works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, using, using that to like make bacteria from Earth to mm-hmm. try to start terraforming mm-hmm. Mars or something. Yeah, and he talked about as well in another. It was a two thousand. That was in two thousand fourteen. Was this NASA speech? But in two thousand eleven, he had uh, two thousand ten. Actually, he had spoke to um, some other group that was in Cape Town, Africa, South mm-hmm. Africa. And during that one, he had actually talked about how they could, um, they could completely change, um, a life form. They could create new life forms. Yep. And I'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, so anyway, back to the, the, the CERN theory, there's a couple guys like Tom Horn, which I kind of like some of his stuff that he does, this Rob uh, Skiba guy, and then Anthony Patch and some others that believe that CERN's going to use this 3d printer to print an image of Nimrod's body via his DNA genomic sequence. And there's a theory that maybe he could be powered by artificial intelligence. Um, or his, you know, his, you know, 3d printed body could be uh, powered by artificial intelligence, which is maybe not really out of the realm of possibilities because Jordy Rose, who was the founder of D wave and also sanctuary.ai, he said, that they were going to be making synthetic humans that were indistinguishable from real humans. Mm-hmm. 
And he said this in like 2017. Yeah. Ex Machina. But anyway, so yeah, also he mentioned in 2010, like I said, being able to change a species by introducing new DNA to the first species and kind of giving it a new DNA or genetic uh, genomic sequence. So my thought was on this Nimrod theory, you know, maybe what they're going to do is use like a host, maybe even like a person or something like that to inject this DNA sequence into, which would potentially change that person to a new species. Mm -hmm. Because if he was like, Nephilim, or he was, you know, some kind of a hybrid, that DNA, that DNA sequence is going to be totally crazy compared to what ours would be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I guess my, my question is, is like, do, do you think that it's out of the realm of possibilities that one CERN even has Nimrod's head or his body? Do you guys think that that's out of the realm of possibility? I don't think anything's out of the realm of possibility anymore. And I don't either because the Skull and Bones, which is an organization that secret society that a bunch of our presidents have been involved in, supposedly they have Geronimo's skull in Yale Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in their little man cave. Native Americans were trying to sue to get it back and all that shit. And then allegedly the Vatican has a bunch of... um, artifacts that go back from the mystery religion of Babylon that were handed that were taken by the Knights Templar that were ended up becoming property of Rome during the um during that that whole time time in history where they were like burning those dudes at the stakes for being heretics and all that stuff mm-hmm. so supposedly a bunch of artifacts had been taken from them and were now in the hands of the Vatican so i don't know man um, Vatican's just shady all the way around. Sounds like the Smithsonian. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going to kind of like bring this into um, Rev 13, Re- Revelations 13, this stuff that's kind of talking about with uh, with Nimrod's head. Just, just a real quick uh, couple captions here. Um, in Rev 13... It mentions um, the inhabitants of the earth end up worshiping the first beast whose fatal head wound had healed and it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in full view of the people. Um, And then there's a couple lines it skips and then it says it ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And I thought, this whole stuff, this talk about Nimrod's head, you know, I mean, he was, he was beheaded. That's how he was killed. Mm. And what better way to kind of like make people follow, you you know, this, this antichrist or whatever, than by bringing it back to life. I mean, the dude was dead for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. And then all of a sudden he's back and bringing down fire. And I thought that that was interesting that, the Bible mentions that he'll rain down fire, you know, but he was also the yeah. guy that worshipped fire. And be healed from a head wound. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
just a couple, just to kind of finish this, this off, but a couple of strange connections with, with Nimrod was the D wave quantum computer processor. If you look at it side by side with like a drawing of the tower of Babel or tower of Babel, they almost look identical. Like the way that they have like the, a big base with a smaller base on top and a smaller and smaller. And eventually it becomes this tower. Right. And then it had like these crisscrossing, um, braces essentially in the, and these are drawings. Cause obviously that's from way back when, but the processor in the D wave quantum computer, like side by side, like like looks a lot like it. Mm-hmm. And then there's another uh, theory that the D wave quantum computer chip, if you look at those from the top down, and then also with like the layout of the blueprints, the known blueprints of King Solomon's temple, that they are also laid out the same way. Um, and King Solomon's temple was like the unholiest of the unholies. Like it was the epicenter for like ritual magic, you know, Mm -hmm. in that time, in that era. And would have made, it would make sense that if Nimrod was two thirds God and that he was, you know, some, some deep quote deity to them. And then he was killed that they would have maintained, you know, him or parts of him or something like that, that would have been, put in the temple and worshiped or whatever, you know, mm. as part of King Solomon's, you know, ritualistic worship or whatever. So anyway, yeah. but, uh, just to finish this off, it talks about in Rev 13, it talks about the, or Rev nine, Rev 13, it talks about the, uh, the beast comes out of the bottomless pit, which is the abyss that this, it's very specific comes from the bottomless put like doesn't say like comes from New York, you know, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't come from Russia. Right. So, you know, we always want to think like, Oh yeah, Putin, he's the one, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Hitler, he's the one, he's the antichrist. So it's like, it's very specific. If you believe in that, that it says that it comes from the bottomless pit. So whatever it is has to come out of, if, if CERN is going to open the bottomless pit, it comes out of CERN. Mm-hmm. So to me, that made sense that, you know, potentially his, his head or body was there, but, um, yeah, I thought, um, another thing that was just kind of weird is like, you know, for the last 200 years, you know, they've been archeologically, archeologically discovering DNA and, you know, they've been completely gutting that entire area looking for artifacts. So to me, it makes sense that you know, they maybe are taking like all of these, these things, DNA sequences, and then they're going to try to put it into, you know, one specific thing in CERN and then open that portal. And then the, you know, evil spirits that were like locked up or locked in this parallel dimension would, you know, find this host and then, you know, Mm -hmm. bring it to life or in, inhabit this one person or something like that. I mean, yeah. when you look at like, I think you said your uncle Dan had gone to like an exorcism or whatever, like demonic, demonic, uh, entities are always trying to find a body a host. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There was a guy, in fact, it was on OR. He was talking about, he was a guy that was, had done a bunch of exorcisms. Did you listen to that one? I'm not sure. I might have, but but anyway, he was talking about how they would like specifically, like they were trying to, you know, get this demon out of this like 13 year old girl in some other country. And the demon was like yelling at them and 
telling them very specific things like the one dude that he was with was like the demon or sorry the the 13 year old girl that was demonically was possessed was saying to him like you're cheating on your wife like how can you claim that you're some holy man you're you're cheating on your wife and i guess the guy was like uh, you know so i don't know seemed kind of weird but yeah. that's kind of that was my theory behind the uh the nimrod nimrod mm-hmm. his head being over there well we all know how jurassic park ended not yeah. good <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah exactly so i don't know and d-wave's always talking about how their quantum computers you know extract information from parallel dimensions you know and that's that's been used to help out humans to, you know to access all of this knowledge that we probably aren't supposed to have or have yet or things like that and so i think it kind of all starts to fall in line with if they did have nimrod's head or his body there that they would have used they would be using that dna sequence to try to biologically teleport either you know more to him or open up that veil to be able to get all these spirits to come out to be able to you know, inhabit the earth and, you know, go crazy, run, run wild and stuff. So that was pretty much my theory on Nimrod. All right. Well, <clears throat> I hope this doesn't sound super scripted, but trying to put all my thoughts together in just an outline, I know I would have just went like way far off the reservation and forgotten half the shit I was going to talk about. So... <clears throat> My kind of my closing on this one is let's suppose that none of this is true, and like at minimum, CERN is attempting to open a portal to an alternate dimension. Um, we have statements from the CERN physicist saying that they're like, uh, that's a possibility. Um, like you just mentioned, Jordy from D Wave, that when those computers are operating in their super state and for people that may not know, um, these quantum computers, uh, they operate like a normal computer with their coding um, as ones and zeros. But when they go into super state, all the ones and zeros are both ones and zeros at the same time. And that's how they are accessing these alternate dimensions and pulling back this information. Um, so... One thing that I, I've always thought about when I first heard about the D-Wave was um, when they're pulling this information back, how do they know that they're just pulling this one specific thing back and not pulling back you know, other artifacts with it? And that's where I think um, like the Mandela effect stuff happens when um, you know they pull something back and all of a sudden people start seeing something that they have known like their whole life is different, like spelling of something is different or, you know, things like that. Um, and then when I, uh, in our last episode, I, I mentioned the world economic forum and this is kind of where, where I was kind of heading towards with it. Um, is it possible that back in 1971, the world economic forum looked at what CERN was doing with their um, the proton collisions and saw their plans of 
you know, how to take these steps to get to where we are now and opening these portals. And um, was that like the beginning of their plan for what everybody's been talking about the last couple of years, which is the Great Reset? Um, so if we strip away like all these theories with the Nephilim and Nimrod or the portal with, with Saturn... Um, at the minimum, let's say they do open up a portal to an alternate dimension. That's going to like shatter everybody's like perception of reality. Mm -hmm. And I have no doubt that it's going to like just crash everything. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I just totally lost. Okay. So it'll crash everything and then bring on that great reset. Um, and then if we add, like one layer of like the biblical or the or the biblical stuff that there's archaeological evidence of, like the Great Flood. After that, there's a reset for yep. like all of humanity. So, and those floods killed off, uh, you know, who knows how many people. Um, and now let's add in another layer with the Georgia Guidestones, and they're statement of wanting to keep the world's population below like what 500 million or something like that yeah it's really small <laughs> yeah so <laughs> not possible not, dude not, yeah not doing too good yeah <laughs> if we have this portal that shatters everybody's perception of reality and just crashes everything there's going to be millions of people die um you know whether it's starvation or war or whatever um and that's just kind of at the base level if this stuff all happens. Um, but if they do open this portal and we start seeing, you know, some of these Nephilim or whatever <clears throat> from coming up from the abyss, the World Economic Forum is on Team CERN mm -hmm. and these deities may see it as their allies and now all of those guys are, you know, kind of one, one, one with them. Yep. They're one, they're united. Yep. And so, and then everybody else will own nothing and be happy. Right. Yeah. Which Klaus, I want you to own nothing and be happy. Yeah. And then another thing I've turtle face have been thinking about since our, uh, the Nephilim episode was the whole 70 generation thing. Yeah. Um, so what I had found is like kind of the, um, I don't know, main thinking on the length of a generation is like 25 years. Um, but that's based off of like human age range. Mm -hmm. So like uh, it's been explained as like from the time a man gives birth to his first son and that son gives birth to his first son. So like from grandfather to first grandson. But if we're looking at, like, the age of how some of these biblical figures, how long they lived, who knows how long that actually is. And if you add in the astrology side of things like the aeons or whatever, mm -hmm. those ages that, you know, are based off of the, the astrology and the stars, because that was something that was actually really big in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. they, they do talk about some of that stuff in the Old Testament. Yeah. Some. So that that was one thing that I 
because you know we had talked about it briefly like some people thought that that 70 generation time ended at the industrial revolution mm-hmm. and then there's i've seen dates for like 2029 and 2063 but not knowing like that kind of the base calculation for that generation uh, time frame who knows yeah and and it could be what was the starting point yeah and i mean it could be when this is starting up Mm -hmm. or it could be you know hundred thousand years from now um but uh anyway just like I i i just don't think these guys are super transparent or legit about what they say they're doing with all the symbolism where they're located and all of the historical um, references to what those landmarks around them are and uh, the rituals they perform, all that shit. It just, I don't think they're honest about it. I think something bigger is going on there than them just colliding particles. Well, and to piggyback off what you're saying, the the Nephilim, the fallen angels, whatever, they were imprisoned. They were they were whether that's mm-hmm. in the black cube of Saturn or it's under the earth, under the abyss, you know, in under Geneva, Switzerland, or wherever that is, mm-hmm. they were imprisoned, right? And they, to be set free you have to unlock the door, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge thing in the uh, in the uh the biblical text, like in Rev nine it says, um, and I saw that a star had fallen from the sky to earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. When the his, when he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like smoke from a gigantic furnace. The sun and sky were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on earth and were given the power of that of scorpions of the earth. And then it goes through and it t- it talks about what these scorpions look like. You know, they have the face of, of humans at the you know the bodies of whatever else and hair you know and lions and all kinds of crazy stuff right well just in that passage right there it says that the the key was given and then it was unlocked and then there was a giant furnace right so when i think about the strangelets i think about the fact that it's you know this gigantic explosive magnet force that's trying to open and maybe it's going to erupt like a volcano Mm-hmm. To me, that all makes sense. Yeah. And then also in the Old Testament, in the book of Ezekiel, he, he talks about this vision where he sees this wheel within wheels and mm. all this stuff. And people think that that's like aliens and that it's the UFOs. And I, th- I don't think that that's what that is. I think that's CERN. I think that CERN is the wheels within wheels because if you look at the particle colliders, mm. and I was wrong when we were talking about whether the 62-mile ring or the big one would be above or below it or whatever – um, it almost looks like everything is like chained together, like at the same level. So you have like the, the first accelerators that start, you know, moving around that kicks it to the next one and then kicks it to the next one. And then it goes to the big one mm-hmm. and then starts colliding from there. So it doesn't look like it goes up. It looks like it's just this sprawling gigantic, um, machine. Yeah. Essentially. So I'm with you. I think that it's, to me, it doesn't make any sense. I, I've i always thought, well, that doesn't make any sense that it was like, you know, UFOs and spacecraft, like, mm. you know, because 
all of that Ezekiel talk kind of like feeds into the um, Rev 9 and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. I think it's not totally legit what they're uh, putting out to everybody. Yeah. I mean, we know that the LHC is producing strangelets and they're caused, you know, above 10 tera electron volts. They're heavy. They sink to the earth. Um, and then once the LHC starts producing powers of like 20 peta electron volts, the nuclear force field is going to end up getting compromised. So I don't know. I, I kind of wonder if D wave quantum computers are the ones that are, that are being used as the communication device with the, the parallel dimensions, mm-hmm. you know, to get the mathematics or whatever you know whatever information that they need to get from this dimension into our dimension and then the lhc is actually the the power behind it to like actually open the door right Mm -hmm. yeah so d-wave would be the key and then we would be the person that actually opens the the knob and opens the door that would Mm -hmm. be the lhc yeah i don't know Yep. Weird. And there's all, all kinds of weird stuff that's happened out there too. Like, weren't you guys talking about some chick that just like disappeared when they started up some of those collisions? Yeah. Supposedly some story that I heard. Where is it? What was it? It was, they had some like last minute meeting with a bunch of people there. And then they wanted to kick up the, the you know, juice, the, the juice, the power <laughs> on it. And uh, turn it up, man. One person said no in this like round table of these scientists or whatever, and then everybody else didn't want to say anything, didn't want to disagree with the head honcho, and so they went ahead with the uh ramp up of it. And they were all in this little area, and apparently, they, were, they ramped it up to whatever power and bright light nobody could see anything and uh when they finally powered it down uh the head lady's chair that was wanting to you know push it to the limits there all that was there were her personal effects and she wasn't there she got she got vanished yeah vanished damn dude. that's that's some i mean anybody can look at that yeah video i mean there's a lot more detail to it but it's one of the first videos that I saw. Mm. And that's weird because <clears throat> reading about this, they they talked about the um, luminosity scale. And I don't know what that means, if it's like a power rating inside the um, collider or if it's like actual brightness scale, mm. which if it is a brightness scale and maybe that's... Flash and she was gone. Yeah. Have you seen these pictures before? The uh, this storm that was that was photographed on the night of one of their collisions. Have you seen those? I have not. That's pretty fucking sweet looking though. Yeah. So I have this picture here. Um, this is from September fifteenth, twenty sixteen, and uh, it's some photographs that they ended up catching. Somebody caught of this gigantic storm cell, and it's like right above the CERN collider as it's going. So they're colliding underground and this gigantic storm is actually happening 
you know, above in the atmosphere. The, it almost looks like a column. It almost looks, yeah, it looks like a column and it's like kind of starting to get elongated, like a, a portal is kind of starting, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like an umbilical cord to kind of stretching out. And you know what I, that remind me of? As above, so below. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Baphomet. the movie, right? No. Some Good Baphomet movie. stuff right there. I mean, it's happening above and then below they're doing all these yeah. colliding collisions. So. Yeah, that picture is cool. yeah. pretty. It's, it's a pretty intense looking storm. I mean, yeah. if I saw something like that, I'd be like, oh. Well, it's, it's very... Uh, specific that the storm is only within the one cloud yeah and it's only it's not, over yeah. one spot there's no there's nothing else in the background it's just yeah that's like uh <laughs> there's like a couple of random clouds but this is like just one spot right there yeah like a reverse tornado or something yeah mm-hmm. it's to me it looks like they're like a portal's getting ready to open and i think that the reason why they keep ramping up the power is because they have not broken that nuclear force field down to create, mm. you know, the uh, the opening of that portal, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And I personally, you know, I was thinking about the Nimrod thing and, you know, a 3D printer. And, you know, necessarily, I don't think that you would need a 3D printer at CERN, right? Like in the in the LHC you wouldn't need his, I mean, maybe you wouldn't need his head if you were going to do like a biological teleportation type of thing. Mm-hmm. All you would need is like his genomic sequence, which you would have from, from the body or the head. All we, all you would need is that. And then you need something on the other end to grow mm-hmm. that genomic, genomic sequence, right? Yeah. Like the Petri dish, the, the bacteria that they made mm-hmm. out of E. coli or whatever to make that genomic sequence or you would need a host mm-hmm. on the other end. And that's why I've always wondered if it's a, if it's a man and, and Rev 13 talks about, you know, the beast, the beast, the beast and the beast in the way that I read it is the antichrist. It is like very specific that that is the, the AC, the antichrist. Then the beast is described as having seven heads, 10 horns with crowns on the horns, feet of a bear, body of a leopard, in the mouth of a lion. So to me, that was all symbology for something else, right? Mm. The, the, the feet of the bear means something. I don't know what that means. The mm. body of the leopard means something, right? Yeah. So it's symbolizing something. But I think that the seven heads are the major New Testament, Old Testament rulers like Nimrod, Pharaoh, you know, Alexander the Great, like all of these major world rulers at the time that mm-hmm. were mentioned in, in biblical texts. I think that they're, because they talk about um, uh, who was, who is, and who is to come, meaning that the was, some of them are dead. Some of them were these people like, Nimrod, you know, Alexander the Great, Pharaoh, etc. So they were, and then is, meaning at the time when John wrote Book of Revelation, whoever that king was at the time, which I think would have been Nero, and then who is to come, people say, oh, well, that's Mussolini, that's Obama, that's, you know, 
you know, that's, Hitler or whatever, you know, like th- there's always a theory, right? Orange I think, Hitler. Yeah. That's yeah, orange leader. To me, I think the is to come is the amalgamation the of, of that, the, the beast, the antichrist, because that dude only gets like 42 months reign according to the Bible. And then it's mm-hmm. gets cut short, dude. So I don't know. I, I'm with you. I think the D I think that the D wave processors, the, you know, the computers that are extracting information from parallel dimensions, the fact that these guys are, you know, colliding particles at like these crazy high energies trying to open a portal. It seems like they're trying to open the abyss, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. I mean, where it's like you said, like where it's located, the symbology behind where it's located, you know, allegedly the temple of Apollyon, which like I said earlier, they think that Apollyon could have been Nimrod, you know, in just a different culture, in the mm. Greek culture. Just the Roman the culture. name of CERN and Cernunos. Yeah. And Shiva too. I mean, because mm. Shiva like that everything crosses over. I mean, when you mm-hmm. when you talk about like Shiva Shiva's got the, I forgot to mention that Shiva's got the serpent around his neck, mm-hmm. you know, and just like all the little things, he got the eyeballs in his hands and his finger and, you know, certain finger and thumb are, they mean when they touch certain fingers and they mean something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, to me, it seems like there's definitely something going on over there. And, um, I don't know. I guess I guess I trailed off, but where I was going with the seven be- seven heads and the kings or whatever, maybe what they're going to do is take the DNA from these different kings and then focus it into one specific host, mm-hmm. and maybe that's where that comes from. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be interesting to find out what the host would be. Is that like a a person that's willing to take this injection of? all this crazy DNA and then, you know, Frankenstein turn into something or is it just a total, like a bacteria that they're going to focus it all into and then grow it. it. Or maybe they've already grown it, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of like hereditary. Yeah. It shows. Well, same kind of thing. What Mm -hmm. show? Hereditary. I haven't seen that. Great movie. But same kind of thing. Yep. Looking for a host and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess I guess people out there listening, you got to kind of like go do your research and find out what you think that it means. You know, um, it seems to me like, like I said, when we started talking about the Nephilim and the fallen angels, everything kind of started leading one after another towards and pointing towards CERN and the... Mm-hmm the LHC and at least for me, that that's the way it did. Yeah. I, it did to me too. Um, my little spiel was just to say, you know, at bare minimum, this is what's going on. And then you start adding the layers that we've been talking about and it just fits right in with kind of everything that they're working on and just, crazy shit yeah and we know well at least in the the context of the biblical stuff in the book of revelations like once the antichrist is once the abyss is opened you know these locust things are allowed to basically 
rain destruction on everybody, nothing on the ground, but it's almost, it sounds like it's almost like, uh, poltergeist stuff. Like it's like haunting, like it's, you know, spiritual attack type mm-hmm. of stuff. They're allowed to do that for five months. And then the, then the, the beast is revealed out of the abyss and the beast is what everybody worships. And the beast creates this beast system and it's a one world government, one world religion, one world economy. And it just seems like what we were talking about, like all of this stuff mm-hmm. that like the United Nations, World Economic Forum, you know, um, what's the other one? Uh, who, the World Health Organization, like everything they're pushing to do. It's got to be one. It's got to be one, 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 one. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Maybe we're so, just totally batshit crazy. Yep. And I'm sure that probably, probably if, <laughs> if this happens and we see big portal come out of the ground and demons and shit flying out of it, we'll probably end up looking at it. That's eh, probably Project Blue Bean. Yeah. Worry about <laughs> That's totally <laughs> fake, dude. Look, it, it looks like green screen in the background. Yeah. That's, that shit That's is fake, bitch. That shit's <laughs> fake. So, anyway, well, I thought that that wrapped it up pretty nicely. Yeah, that was a good one. Even though I was starting to get lost on my own one, I was like, oh, what am I talking about here? I'm starting to get crazy. Tomorrow the crickets will be following this. Yeah, 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 we're about to lose all of our followers. Yep. So what do you guys think about talking about next week? Is there going to be a next week? Probably not, but we can act like there's <laughs> going to be. looking over, man. Do you guys want to talk about that time travel stuff? Yeah, might as well. Might be a good one to kind of follow this up with, so maybe get, some, get more weird. Yeah. Trump yeah. down time. I'm down with that. I'm always fascinated by time travel mm-hmm. stories. Yeah. A bunch of crazy ones out there. Yeah. Yeah. But the time slips, and those are... Pretty bizarre. Which the, we'll talk about it probably next week, but the double slit experiment kind of fits in with that time travel stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like particles of life or of life, particles of light going through. And um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Because mm-hmm. when you when you actually read about the double slit experiment, you're like, oh, that kind of almost is like time travel. Mm-hmm. I would have to read it. I've never heard of this. I'll blow your mind next week. <laughs> blow your mind. And like the like observation of the protons makes them act different. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, for sure. Oh, shit. All right. Well, any any last words? Hmm. This was a good one. Yeah. I just want to do this as a test. COVID. He said it. I want to see if it badges up. He said the word. Yeah. It will. We'll get a, we got one on uh, Spotify already, I think, on our first episode. Yep. Yeah. There's, the, there's the some other ones I've listened to that have mentioned it. It's probably it's not the like, reviewers yeah, get like 20 minutes in and go, oh, these guys are fucking yeah. nuts and turned it off. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they just hit the C word. <laughs> I just want to see if that would do it. Yeah. Set it off. And we'll see. We'll report back next week. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening in on a three-part episode of CERN. Hopefully you guys learned something, and hopefully uh, you'll be able to maybe go out there and find something new and share it with us. Yeah. Look into it and see what you come up with. Yeah. 
Getting learned by CERN. Getting learned by CERN, people. And then CERN, Saturn. Yeah. Mm. Almost the same shit. It's a whole nother episode. Mm. Shit. Blown. <laughs> All right. Well, we will catch you next week on an episode of Time Travel. Take care. Peace. Light as...